0: The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with C. Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org.
1: Steve and Mike Gibson coming to you live from AHA 2023. And Steve, you have some exciting news to share in the LP Lila domain. I've been very vocal about it. I'm a patient. I have an elevated LP Lile. I want everyone to be aware of this risk factor. And I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about a potential new treatment.
0: So I'm going to report on the results of a phase one trial of a drug known as lepodisceran. And it is a little bit different from the other drugs being developed. Uh, It is a double-stranded RNA, but it has a hairpin tetraloop at one end, uh, and then several galnac sugars attached. The nucleotides are are modified to resist degradation by ribonucleases to give it a longer duration of action. We studied doses ranging from four milligrams to 608 milligrams, single injection. Uh, This is typical single ascending dose trial. Uh, The remarkable result was that at the 608 milligram dose, by day 29, levels of lipoprotein A uh, were below the lower limit of quantitation for the Roche assay, and they remained oh. unmeasurable. Wow, That's 281 days. That's 9.4 months and even at 48 weeks levels were still 94% below baseline. Now, safety is always the priority in phase 1 trials. Uh there were essentially no adverse effects of any consequence. Uh, There was a little pain at the injection site in about half the participants. It was gone by the time they left the clinical research unit. Very well tolerated. No, uh, In the small study, no adverse effects were detected and profound reductions in lipoprotein A lasting out to almost a year after a single injection.
1: Just amazing, Steve. That is just amazing. You really turned off production of LP a. You know, you can't get it down with exercise. You can't get it down with statins. It may go up a little bit, can't get it down. And that's because it's being made by the liver. And so you've turned it off. Do we need LP little A? I mean, is there anything good that it does?
0: I can't figure out that there is. You know, uh, there are lots of theories about why we have it, but it doesn't appear People that have very low levels. I mean, I have people that have levels of close to zero. They're perfectly healthy. There's no uh, issue. Uh, pure genetic risk factor. And as you point out, we have no approved pharmacological therapies. A few patients are undergoing apheresis, but it isn't practical. You know, you and people don't really, unless they really are pretty sick, don't really want that. So... This approach using nucleic acid therapeutics is the approach that's now going to take us forward. As you know, there are multiple other drugs in development, including a phase three trial with a different, slightly different agent uh, being run by Novartis uh, with an antisense oligonucleotide that's fully enrolled and in the follow-up phase and we'll have results in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, we'll know if it's not just a marker but a viable biologic target, which I think a lot of us think it probably will be, to be honest. Um, is there any Mendelian randomization data to guide us in this regard, Steve? There's a lot of
0: Mendelian randomization data, and all of it suggests that it's a causal risk. risk. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, we're very confident that if we can lower levels sufficiently in the right patients, that we can uh, treat uh, both secondary and primary prevention patients to prevent major adverse cardiovascular events.
1: Well, from patients like me, Steve, who are you know really, really begging for something to come along, thanks for your work. It sounds so exciting. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks to all of you for joining us here from AHA 2023. And thank you, Mike.